Let's Talk Crypto with Gabrielle Haynes. This podcast is sponsored by SushiSwap, the best place to trade and provide liquidity with your favorite DeFi tokens. SushiSwap also offers a suite of applications beyond the exchange, including Kashi, a lending and borrowing platform, and Miso, a launchpad for new crypto projects. Sushi is part of the Yearn ecosystem, which includes Cream, Acropolis, Pickle, Keeper, and PowerPool. Check out Sushi.com on an EVM-compatible chain near you. Talking Crypto is sponsored by Harvest Finance. Harvest is the easiest way to earn yield on your favorite DeFi tokens. With hundreds of automated strategies across multiple chains, Harvest does the hard work for you while you sit back and relax. Harvest is launching a new and improved user interface, so be on the lookout for that. Check out harvest.finance to start farming today. This podcast is sponsored by Complify, a decentralized derivatives platform that has no liquidations, defaults, or margin calls. Using Complify, you can access leverage for your favorite DeFi tokens or play the role of the house and provide liquidity for traders. Complify just announced that it will be launching on Matic very soon. Users who use the app on Matic may be rewarded with a bonus. Wink, wink. Check out Compli.fi to make some trades and participate in the comfy yield farming going on right now. Hello, we are on with Jet, one of the devs over at Rari Capital. How are you doing today, Jet? Pretty good. How are you? So, Jet, um, what is the thing you're most known for? Uh, my age. I'm uh, 15. Terrible, <laughs> terrible thing to be known for. Um, yeah. uh, it feels like something so out of your control, but and yet everyone's fixated on it. Yes. How does that? How does that make you feel, Jet? Um, it's kind of weird because you know, normally people don't really focus on my age, you know, at school because everyone's younger. But in DeFi, you know, there's a bunch of old people, and you know, <laughs> a bunch of old people. people. Yeah, <laughs> some of them even have kids. It's like, wow, um, we're, we're pretty young at Rari, you know. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, uh, define old people. Uh, I don't know, like under under 20, 21. So if if you're like, I'm twenty five, so I'm old. Yeah, you're you're Damn. a boomer. Damn, I'm a boomer. Oh, yeah. man, feel feels bad, man. Feels bad. Okay. Um, so obviously you're working in an industry where people are much older than you, and you're working on a team that is specifically young. I mean, do you, why do you think they are, their team is young? I mean, is just like how they got together. I mean, just start chatting, and then besides our lead dev, uh, we all went to the same high school. Oh, um, okay. Okay. I didn't know that. So, I mean, they high school slash middle school. So a few of them have already graduated, but, um, and a few of them graduated a few days ago. Uh, but yeah, there's, there's a few of us still in high school. What are they teaching solidity at this high school? What's going on? I don't get no, it. They, they, <laughs> we were completely self-taught, um, yeah, and we're just a group of kids who who like to code and stuff. Um, and I think what 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 really like pushes the team is that school and stuff is so boring. Um, and your programming at Rari is really interesting. So during weekends and stuff, that's not a break. That is like that that's that's a time that we're able to code. By the way, sorry for the background noise. Um, we're we're a bit busy in the house, but okay, it's okay. You know, School is so boring relative to programming that uh, it, it really makes work fun. So, you know, we are during, you know, breaks, like we were coding on Christmas Eve and stuff like that. Um, and during weekends where we're just pushing out code and, you know, working. Uh, because, you know, since school is like a relatively full-time thing for us, um, and, and obviously, you know, kids don't really enjoy school as much as like playing video games and other hobbies. Uh, this is really like more of a, a fun thing. And we we kind of taken it seriously. 
Um, so we're, we're trying to constantly work. So how'd you get into coding? Uh, when I was 10, I just watched a YouTube video about it and I got kind of interesting, uh, sorry, interested. And I just started doing more research about it and I found books online. Um, and like for years, I, I didn't spend a single dollar on, you know, coding resources or anything besides hardware, of course. So I used all public resources, um, and, you know, forums and stuff like that. And what, like, what did you start making? Um, I started writing code in Python. So I, I started when I was 10, I'd, I'd build simple apps like adventure games and uh, stuff like that. And as I moved on, I'm trying to think, um, hmm. you know, most kids, when they start, you know, writing code, they write games, but I kind of shifted away from that and moved, moved towards web development. So I started writing, you know, the back end for websites and competing in hackathons and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I was all over the place. I, I just start doing whatever interested me. Uh, and, you know, that really developed my skills. That's pretty awesome. That's, uh, that's amazing. What was yeah. I doing? Uh, 10 years old, I was probably uh, playing RuneScape or something. I don't even uh, know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've, I've been playing video games as well. Like after joining Rari, not much. Uh, like I said, that's, you know, that's become the most fun thing in my life. It, like, we don't even view it as work. Um, but yeah, no, I, 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 I just, I, I'm not, I'm not like a total nerd or anything. What's your favorite game? Uh, I really like Valorant. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll get into this later when we talk about, you know, joining Rari, but that's kind of how I figured out what Rari was um, playing with transmissions yeah we can get into that, that oh i don't even know what that means but okay take me oh. how did you get into first tell me how you got into crypto and then i guess from there how you got involved with rari so what november of 2019 or, or sometime like that um we built our own little like blockchain um or we we wanted to build our own little blockchain who's we, didn't we, do that who's we? Oh, uh, Ben, he's another member on the team, uh, Transmissions 11. You might have seen him on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're, we're close friends. But um, in November, we wanted, you know, we started looking into crypto um, and wanted to build our own blockchain, but we didn't really get to that until after um, self-isolation. I think in, in November, I mean, sorry, in uh, April or May, maybe March, um, so we uh, of 2020. So we built our own little blockchain. Um, and, you know, there weren't many resources online on how blockchains work, or, you know, any of that stuff. If you look like at videos on how Bitcoin works, uh, instead of when they explain mining, they say solving computational or difficult math problems. And we didn't really know what that meant. So we had to like look for code. And it took us a few months to kind of figure out how everything worked. Um, but it was honestly like a really great experience. And we learned a lot about how blockchain worked, like way past the surface level. I mean, what was the inspiration for that though? Like, why oh, um, did maybe you saw a video and you're like, this is cool or, or what? I mean, we, we've kind of grew up when Bitcoin was getting popular. Um, I heard about it from the Netflix documentary. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I was super interested, like, you know, the creator of this giant, like multi at the time, multi-billion dollar, like currency is completely anonymous and no one knows who he is. And like, you know, the tech behind it. And, you know, I thought it was really interesting, but being like nine at the time, I, I wasn't really able to get into it. Um, but then, you know, once we we're older and I, and both of us actually knew how to code, we, we were like, huh, this is, you know, this is pretty interesting. And we're thinking of projects, ideas to, uh, you know, to build together. Um, and we came up with, you know, blockchain. And yeah, after that, we just sort of started building it. What was the motivation to make a new chain? I mean, you could have made an app. I mean, I have no idea. But like, why that route? Honestly, it, it was kind of random. Like, we were we we brought up the idea of crypto and we're going to build like a crypto trading app or something like that. 
Um, but then we realized that building our own blockchain would have been so much cooler. Obviously, we're not going to make it a competitive. Like at the time, we didn't even know what Ethereum was. We thought it was just some Bitcoin fork and had no value. Um, the only real chain that we knew of was Bitcoin. So we didn't know much about anything. Um, and yeah, we just decided to build it. And, and uh, looking back, like the code isn't that great. So I'm not going to share the name of it out of embarrassment. But um it didn't really do much. Like all you could do is mine blocks and like trade. Uh, and yeah, so it, it doesn't really have much value, but we thought it was a pretty interesting project to build. Is, is the token on coin gecko? I'm just curious. Oh no, it's, it's not, it's, <laughs> not, uh, it's not deployed. It's just, it's on GitHub. Oh, it's I on mean, GitHub. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm just curious. Oh, that's yeah. really cool. That's amazing. So yeah, you you built this this chain and then how does rari come in um so a few months later and i like i said we all went to the same high school um ben or transmissions um he he gets a call from jay like through a mutual friend or you know they're introduced to a mutual friend and he gets a call from jay uh jay bob nani the ceo of rari and Jay's like, hey, you should come work at Rari with us. And Ben doesn't really know what Ethereum is. Um, so, you know, he quickly learns about, you know, what Web3 is and, you know, what what Rari was. And, you know, he starts building it. And as I said earlier, like I discovered Rari through playing Valorant with him. We'd play Valorant every night in the summer because, you know, we were stuck at home. And that was really the only way that we were able to communicate with each other. So we'd play Valorant every night with, you know, one another. And Ben just wouldn't stop talking about the amazing things that were happening at Rari and like what they were doing. So I got really interested, like, wow, you're doing some awesome stuff and you're getting paid for it. This is pretty cool. Um, so I, I decided to like learn Solidity. So I stopped playing games altogether and like <laughs> communicating with my friends. And every night I, you know, get finished with my homework and then just spend hours on, you know, Solidity and, writing smart contracts and learning about what Ethereum was. Um, and then, you know, the, the rest is history. I got hired and, you know, here, here I am. Damn. Uh, it's <laughs> a lot of motivation. How did you start learning Solidity again? Did you like YouTube or any other? Resources? Um, so, you know, in my, like programming is, is a lot of like searching things up. So over the past few years, I've gotten really good at finding resources, especially because, as I said, I've spent no money on um, on programming resources. So I, I was able to find a few free books online that people had listed after a bunch of deep digging. And I just kind of started reading those books and like taking notes on them. Um, and then after that, I just started building some projects like smaller ones uh, and, you know, developing different skills. Fantastic. Um, so how has it been working at Rari? I mean, it's been, it's quite an impressive thing to actually have functioning business, let alone something with millions of dollars. I mean, it's been quite an experience, I'm sure. Um, yeah. So tell me about that. No, it's been pretty nuts and, and I'm learning like a lot. Um, it's it's still crazy to me like now now i've realized you know even though we're kids like we can we can do quite a lot but it's still pretty crazy that like a bunch of teenagers have have gone to this level and i think that it, it it's it shows like a lot you know for ethereum and stuff like how anything anyone um can come and you know create a protocol um and start doing all this stuff despite their background, you know, race, where they live, et cetera. Uh, I think it's pretty cool. And, you know, I, I, I didn't really know much when, when, you know, I started learning this stuff and every day I learn more. I, I think it's just such an interesting space. Uh, it, it, it's, it's a really cool environment. And how old were you when you, I mean, not how old were you? Um, how, how long did it take? When did you start learning Solidity? Uh, I think back in October, um, and then I spent at least like, you know, on weekdays, like two or three hours a day. Um, and on weekends, like five or six hours a day, um, just writing code. And, you know, 
since we're doing online classes, I'd, you know, I, I'd finish my classwork and stuff or like during lectures, I'd just be coding um, and, you know, reading the books and building projects and stuff. So, yeah, um, I started in October and then I think I got hired uh, in December. Wow. Incredible. Um, yeah. how, 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 how do your parents feel about it? Um, you know, they, they want me to focus a lot on school. Um, so, you know, and, and at first they didn't realize, you know, what Rari was or anything or, or even crypto. Uh, but you know, I I've been, I've been helping them understand it and now they think it's pretty cool. But when I first started and even now, uh, they still want me to focus more on school than Rari. Um, and I've been doing a pretty great job of, you know, keeping my grades up and also doing all this cool stuff. Nice. I mean, is this your first job? Uh, it is. Yeah. And how is it to have a job? Uh, it's, it's pretty cool. And you know, the kids at school also think it's, it's, it's pretty great. My dad's first job, you know, when he was my age, was at you know Arby's or like some fast food place, and my mom's was working in a factory. So I think, um, I, I think it's pretty cool being being able to do this. Yeah, in the summers, I used to I used to have a job almost every summer. Um, I think one of my first jobs I would I worked in the warehouse of a shoe store. I would clean the oh, wow. the return shoes so that they could like resell them at a discount. Wow. So, you know, um, you, you're, you're starting on a pretty good foot. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I think the one issue is that, you know, I, I was granted more, you know, opportunities than other people. Um, so I've, I'm, I've, I've really been thinking about ways to kind of onboard people from lower income communities and stuff into crypto and into development, because it's really hard to do that. Um, Unless you know you you you've had a lot of opportunities and whatnot. So, what are your some of my, some of your ideas around that? Um, honestly, it's it's. I I don't even know. Like it's, hmm. I'm I'm trying to think of a way to to kind of word like. It's hard because really the only way are you know you have to either use like lessons or fund you know um fund programs for students like that. Um, and I don't, I don't know, I don't know the exact statistic, but, uh, like 95% of, or something like that, 95% of, of public schools don't have computer science classes. And, um, the schools that I went to didn't have them either, but I think a lot of kids, um, you know, get into programming stuff through, you know, computer science classes. And without those, it's a lot harder for students to learn about computers and whatnot. So what's the solution? That's right. I so what yeah. can you do right about this? Yeah. So either you you fund like programs for students, uh, and you know it, it's difficult to incorporate crypto. I think crypto development would be a great place to go, um, especially because, like I said, you know it doesn't discriminate based on background or age and stuff. Um, so you know I, I, you know, like I said, either funding programs. Um, it, it's pretty difficult because, you know, schools and um, getting schools to teach kids computer science. And if they don't have enough funding, they're not able to do that. So, yeah, it's 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 pretty difficult, but I think there are definitely ways to do it. Uh, my plan is to probably start like actually writing something out this summer. A lot of fun has to, to kind of because, you know, it, it's on a pretty big scale. For sure, for sure. You know, I mean, one way that I think that content really helps, like doing yeah. interviews like this, telling your story definitely can inspire a lot of people. I hope so. Young yeah. or old. I mean, to be honest, it doesn't matter. Like it's just and just knowing that this is possible is uh, it's a big deal, you know, for sure. And I think that crypto is the most you said it crypto is the most equal opportunity you can literally be an anime character um yeah. floating around and have a whatever like a top position in a crypto project yeah exactly pretty incredible yeah so um what is your role 
at Terrari, what you do on a day-to-day basis, or probably you have many hats, but yeah. tell me. So the main thing is, you know, I, on a high level, I'm a developer. Um, I've been working on these things called tanks. Um, basically, at some point, we're going to allow anyone to write their own, but the Rari tanks, what I've, which I've been developing, will allow you to deposit an asset and it will be uh, deployed into Fuse and then as collateral on Fuse and you're able to borrow more funds and then those funds are going to be deposited into a yield source. So like an example would be supply wrap Bitcoin to Fuse, then borrow DAI uh, and then deposit that DAI into the Rari DAI pool. Um, and we've been trying to make it as, you know, um, as easy to like fork as possible. So um, you might've seen a tweet, but I basically, I tried integrating sushi swap. So the sushi bar where you can stake sushi. Um, so like X sushi. And I was able to do that in less than an hour, including writing new tests. So our goal is to try to make them as modular as possible to open up opportunities for other developers to easily contribute to the protocol. So it's like kind of like a vault. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And and you're building kind of a plug and play type of template for it. Yeah, yeah. So and then you don't even have to use the template. Like you can you can use them for whatever you want. Um, it's gonna be pretty cool. And and we haven't even thought up of all the things that you can do with them. So I'll I'm pretty excited to see how you know or what devs are gonna make and you know how it's gonna play out. What is the vision of Arari? When I first encountered Arari, it was basically a yield aggregator. And of course, you've added a lot of products, including tanks, also the lending one. I forgot how, uh, what's the name? Fuse. Fuse. Thank you. Um, so what? What? how do all of these different products and maybe Fuse your products work together? So, you know, uh, we, like you said, we started as a yield gap, yield aggregator, and we've been building like extremely aggressively. We've all been, you know, working on a bunch of different products and um, soon we're going to be having grants and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, when it comes to the future, uh, by the way, we're also working on layer twos and stuff like that. Um, so I lost my train of thought. Um uh, Really, we're trying to kind of become like a liquidity black hole per se. So, you know, on Fuse, we have a bunch of different products built on Fuse um, and also moving to layer twos as well. So, for example, the yield aggregator is going to start depositing into Fuse um, as well as tanks, which will be built on top of Fuse. Um, and, you know, it we don't we don't really have like a, a clear path, but we just want to try and, you know, build super cool stuff uh for example like the way that we thought of fuse was jay just sent a slack message one day and he said you know imagine um at the time like sushi swaps bento box but instead of you know two assets you can have as many as you want and after that we just kind of designed a logo and started building it so we just we build anything really that comes to our mind and you know we envision it and boom you know we we start working on it nice um that's that's pretty crazy uh to have that kind of flow work it's that's really cool um you have a Pretty close, I don't know about you, but the team has seems to have a pretty close relationship with uh, Tetranode. He posts about you guys all the time. Um, yeah. I'm wondering what how, how he's involved, if anything, in, in the project. Um, so obviously he's an RGT holder um, and also a Fuse Pool creator. He, and, uh, he owns a Fuse Pool and he's also worked with Chainlink God um on maintaining his, uh, another fuse pool so he's an rgt holder um he a fuse pool maintainer um and he also gives us like quite a bit of advice so we we talk to him on like a, a daily basis about stuff um i think uh jay and transmissions are like have a closer relationship 
to him than I do. So I don't, I'm not a hundred percent sure uh, what we do with him on like a daily basis. Um, but we definitely work super closely with him. That's pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, he's very vocal about you guys. He's <laughs> been pretty... a giant support. I don't think we'd be here without him. So, uh, Speaking of which, you guys went through a pretty rough hack uh, a couple weeks ago at this point. Yeah. Um, that must have been really, really difficult. Uh, yeah. And, I mean, how, how, how did you feel during that time? Um, well, you know, we were, we were like building and, um, out of nowhere, you know, this hack comes, um, and it was definitely a, a, a huge blow, but we're going to be, you know, re refunding the community. Like we, we already gave up our team allocation, um, for them. And, you know, that's, that was the first thing. One of the first things that we said when we heard about, you know, how much money was taken, like, oh, our team allocation has as much as, you know, almost as much as has been lost. Uh, we should just give that to the community. But there's been a bunch of different different methods that have been voted on, on like refunding the community based on what happened. Um, and, you know, it, it was definitely like super devastating, especially because, you know, because of our age and stuff, like we've set a super high expectation for ourselves, you know, based on all the criticism and whatnot. Uh, and our goal was to kind of prove everyone wrong. And we, we pretty much let them down. Um, you know, so that, that was pretty difficult. Like we never, we never expected something like this to happen, but we were definitely prepared. Um, yeah, it, it, it was pretty difficult, but I think we're, we're going to get back on track. I mean, how do you how do you improve from there? How do you you know make sure that this doesn't happen again? You know, how do you how do you actually continue building? It must be very it's hard. Yeah, it, the thing about the hack is that it was pretty complicated, um, and it was based on an integration with Alpha Hamora. Uh, auditors, you know, th they wouldn't have been able to pick that up because it was based on the you know the the other team's code base, and you know when when we have an audit, they're not going to be looking at you know other code bases they're just looking at ours um so the issue was that you know they manipulated um something in alpha Hamora's code base but alpha Hamora wasn't affected it kind of affected the way that we used it and they're able to steal funds um so we've been thinking of you know ways to kind of uh prevent integration issues like this like getting our code reviewed by other teams um, and, and different stuff like that. Uh, but it was definitely pretty difficult because a lot of a lot of hacks come from bugs that are uh, based in you know their own code base rather than another team's code base. Um, so it's definitely difficult to pick up. Man, Alpha Hamora had some a bunch of issues just in a row here, which is yeah. pretty pretty annoying i guess i don't know what's it's pretty bad annoying yeah. maybe it's not the right word um but i i hope you can continue to build and progress from this um yeah i mean you're doing the you're doing the best you can so that's that's just how it is right yep the plans to rebound and you know come back stronger than ever so what are some of the things you're exciting for, excited for within Rari? Um, definitely layer two. Uh, Transmissions is working on a bunch of layer two stuff, um, you know, it, and that's really exciting because, you know, we're, we're trying to like push the boundaries and, and kind of explore this new realm. Uh, so I, I'm really excited for that. And we have a bunch of pro projects that we're building and that we can potentially build on layer two. Um, and then I'm also excited for, uh, you know, we haven't really talked too much about this, but Fuse V2. Um, we want to start working on that at some point uh, as well. And then obviously tanks. Um, I'm, I'm pretty excited for, for those and to see you know, how, how users and developer, you know, what users and developers are going to do. Um, 
And, you know, I, I'm sure, like I said, the projects that we come up with, we, we kind of come up with them on the spot, like envision them, um, you know, brainstorm and start building them. So I think there are a bunch of potential projects that we haven't even discovered that, you know, can can change the space. Just got to keep building, keep on yeah. building. Also, all of you guys are developers, right? Um, kind of. So so we have like Jay and Jack are on the business end. Um, and then we have uh, three core developers. And then we also, I mean, actually now it's more, uh, we have like five devs now um, working on different projects. And I mean, is it like full-time job or you're like, I mean, you're in school full-time. So you kind of work on this on the weekends, basically? Um, on the weekends after school, during our breaks, uh, during classes um, whenever you can whenever you can yeah. <laughs> how do your how do your um i mean do you talk to this about this with your other friends i mean other classmates um, a little i i don't i don't talk to people too much because it's definitely like a, a bit hard to explain to someone who's not familiar with what ethereum is or you know even bitcoin is um but to the ones who do kind of have a, a, a bit of an understanding, they think it's it's really interesting. And I've been trying to bring some of my friends into the crypto space. Uh, and, and yeah, I mean, they, you know, a, a bunch of kids are pretty interested by this and they're, you know, they, they're working hard like like I did um, to kind of learn more about, about the space, I guess. Um, but yeah. Yeah, definitely difficult to explain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have difficulty explaining to people, let alone to um, just middle schoolers who are just interested in other things. Yeah. Exactly. Um, well, I should say there are middle, most middle schoolers are probably smarter than adults. Let's uh, yeah. let's be honest. Um, yeah. Speaking of which, one of your uh, favorite critics or maybe not your favorite critic i don't know chris bleck he, he yes. called he called you guys out <laughs> maybe <Yeah>. several times <laughs> um what do you think about this situation um so you know i at first um yeah so he he kind of called us out on our age and like the the whole multi-sig situation uh, he kept repeatedly, repeatedly asked if I were on the multi-sig and released a statement saying, no, I said no multiple times. Uh, the community members told him that I wasn't on the multi-sig, but he kept pushing for that. Um, but, you know, you know, over time, um, like, you know, I, I guess on that day or in, in the days following, um, I, I guess there was a bunch of tension, uh, but over the last few months, that's kind of relieved. Um, so like, maybe you've seen this, maybe not, uh, but like the Polygon thing. Um, so Chris Beck Black has really been pushing on like the, the Polygon multi-sig and, you know, their security and stuff. And and he even like sent a message to, to the Polygon people. And like, I was, I was the one who like told him about that. Um, and, and when he did, like he, he sent me a, a message like saying, oh, sorry, I'm just going to turn off my phone in bed. Um, he, you know, he, he sent me a message uh, when he sent the email um, and also the hack as well. Uh, the way I actually figured out is when I wake up, uh, you know, it, it was, I think, a Saturday, maybe Sunday. Um, but I woke up and the first thing I did was check Twitter and I see a DM for him. And it's like, I'm sorry that this is happening. Um, like, take responsibility and blah, blah, blah. Um, like a, a pretty nice message. And I just jumped out of bed because there was no context. He's just like, sorry that this is happening. Uh, and it definitely, you know, <laughs> it, it took me by surprise because I had no clue what was going on. Um, but yeah, and, and really, I think it's, it's just, it's it's like his, the premise of his whole account is, is, you know, going after teams and like creating beef with people and stuff like that. So we're obviously not gonna take it personally. Um, but, you know, as I said, we have a bunch of critics and stuff based on our age and um, our goal was to prove them all wrong. And then when the hack happened, uh, we kind of just let everyone down. Um, 
see our, our goal is just to to keep pushing um and showing everyone that you know despite our age and our background and whatnot we're, we're still you know capable of of doing what we're doing right now man you don't need to take it that hard really seriously yeah, yeah. so you didn't let anyone down you were doing the best you can people that are into this stuff they know that this stuff is very likely to happen you know so i i i understand why you feel bad i mean it's obviously a horrible position to be in and it's not something that you intend to happen so um i i think um it's okay it's okay what i what i was gonna say is do you think that chris is just kind of a troll or is there is there some merit to the things he's talking about I mean, I don't think he's a troll. Like he, he goes after teams for, for genuine issues. Um, and, you know, on the day of the hack, a bunch of people were like, oh, you know, Chris is so happy that we got hacked. And obviously, you know, he's not. He, the whole premise of, of his account is to prevent things like this from happening. Uh, the one thing is that he did say that, like, he, you know, he, he told the community uh, about this, but, you know, he, he didn't say anything about like he, he had like a I told you so, but really his main issues were around the multi-sig and not around our code. Um, so all of his, you know, concerns had nothing to do with, you know, our, our code, like, you know, what got hacked. Um, so I think there is merit, um, but he kept like repeatedly attacking uh, attacked us and he spread false information and we had to repeatedly tell him like, you know, Jets 15, but he's not on the multi-sig. All of our multi-sig, you know, holders are are not underage. Um, so, you know, uh, yeah. It's a tremendous responsibility to be on those multi-sigs, especially yeah. in a situation where you're losing money. I mean, it, it must be very stressful. Yeah, I mean, I'm not on the multi-sig. Um, yeah, but... I, I did I did see his point, you know, if if like I said, I'm not on the multi-sig. If an underage, you know, person, a minor is on the multi-sig, you know, there's definitely uh some risks, like, you know, the the kid being put in danger and whatnot. Uh the example he used was like a high school bully, like um pushing me around in the lunchroom and then taking my my uh my key. Which I, you know, I, I that's a very you, <laughs> why would you bring it to lunch? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I uh, yeah, and, and here's the thing. I think um, that is super unlikely. The way that that the multi sig would get hacked, or you know, the, the key get hacked, is someone taking it online, like you logging, you know, putting your private key in um in some website or you know or yeah um and you know I, I i've kind of seen that there are a lot of adults um and, and maybe they're not adults but at least i think they are um on ct and you know on discord who just they have like a, a difficult time understanding which things are scams and which aren't um so you know they're all they're all these scams in in DeFi protocol discords um where you know like for example uniswap like oh the uniswap v3 app that you can download on your computer um and you have to enter your private key or like burger king sent me a dm saying like hey you've just won seven bitcoin and i tweeted about it as a joke and there are a bunch of people um who thought it was serious and you know i just when it you know common sense why would why would burger king reach out to me and over discord and tell me that i've won you know seven bitcoin like that that's a lot of money i don't think burger king would do it over discord um and that site that they sent me definitely stole your your private key like it was not a safe site or anything um and i don't know why but uh, all, all of my friends are, you know, a kid, uh, you know, like all the kids I know are, are pretty good at, at avoiding those and knowing which things are scams and, you know, which things aren't. Um, it might just be because, you know, we grew up on the computer. I think, you, like you said, you played RuneScape and uh, there are a lot of scams on RuneScape, right? So I got scammed on RuneScape, actually. Yeah. 
Oh, you did? Like, I like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is the scam. And I feel so stupid. Like, <laughs> some guy, some user was like, hey, if you type in your password, then Jagex will block it. See? And then he just put star, 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 star. And I'm like, wow. oh, that's... <laughs> so cool and then i put in my password and then my account got hacked <laughs> yeah no there, there are people there's there I, i've seen twitter posts that said that like if you type in your password twitter will like censor it and people actually typed in their password um and he got them and like took over their account uh so and, and you know also just email scams and stuff if if you look at hacks you know companies getting hacked and stuff um you'll see that it isn't really the the actual product or you know the code base that's getting hacked it's through an employee like the the hacker the attacker will send an employee an email and when they open the email it will you know infect their computer and start infecting other computers um and then lead to you know data leaks and and whatnot um so it, you know and i i think that it your age doesn't really make you more or less susceptible to that um you can be you know 10 and understand that like burger king will never i mean 10 is kind of young like 15 and understand that burger king will never send you a dm or you could be 20 but there are like 25 year olds who respond to the tweet like no way like this 15 year old kid won a you know got a dm on discord saying that he won like hundreds of thousands of dollars um and if i had entered my private key like i would have lost all my money and if i were a multi-sig you know multi-sig holder uh i would have you know put that at risk as well but i, I I'm, I'm smart enough not to not to get into those things that's true that's true i mean the only thing is like there's an actual like legal implication yeah of being a multi-sig holder I mean, so like, what would happen? Like, what would happen if a fifteen-year-old stole ten million dollars with via multi-sig? You know, I'm not saying it's gonna happen. I'm just yeah. Like, um, well, I don't first know. I <laughs> would be pretty stupid because I am like my. First off, all the team members know who I am. So oh, not like, you. I don't think you oh. would do this. Okay. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm just saying in general, like, gotcha. because because if someone's 18, you can like, I don't know, you take them to court or something. But if they're like 15, it's like, uh, is like, oh, I what, you know what I mean? Like, so there is, yeah. th that's why I'm saying there's like a legal issue. Um, yeah. So, and I mean, the whole I mean, legal. Yeah, go the, ahead. I don't know if they'd be tried as like a, a minor or not. Maybe they would, but uh, I don't think there's ever been a case where where a 15 year old um, stole 10 million dollars via a multi sig. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think so either. But it yeah, could happen. Uh, it could, yeah. I I mean I I think it's unlikely, especially because if you're 15, like if, if everyone knows your age, you're probably doc so you know they know your identity and stuff so it's easy to track you i think it'd be kind of stupid if if uh you know like a, a fully public team tried to rug millions of dollars um because they'd definitely be caught is there is there any i mean all of you guys are doxed i mean maybe transmissions is pseudo doxed but um is it, was there any thought into that? I mean, many teams obviously decide to be OX Berry or something. Yeah. Um, I mean, Jay has, Jay, Jack, and Richter, who I don't even know if he's still part, like on the website, it says he's a team member, but I haven't seen him in a while. Um, they have already had like, oh, and David, sorry. Uh, They've already had like one DeFi exit. They made this, uh, wallet called ambo um so you know they've already they already have some credibility uh, as for the choice to become public um honestly i'm not sure i think maybe bringing more trust to our users um like we've put in a lot of effort into rari like it's it's become a part of our lives i think um 
and you know we we definitely value it like if anything were to happen um or like from us if we were to hack it like our lives would would pretty much be ruined um right because this is definitely a big part of our our lives um and you know we're still young if we were to steal like all the money you know tens of millions of dollars yeah it would probably be you know it'd, it'd be on our record and no oh, what um, would you do how could you even spend it like it doesn't even make sense exactly. yeah like it does just it's not really uh that practical yeah. um like, yeah yeah even chris black wasn't saying that you're gonna steal it see that yeah. wasn't even the issue he trusts you that much but yeah. <laughs> with the bully when there's a bully around he doesn't trust that bully i mean would I would know who the bully is if someone you know were to stole you know steal my wallet and I saw them steal my wallet? <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I bet the see that's how a fifteen year old could steal via multi sig. They <laughs> they beat you up, take the wallet, oh. drain the funds, and buy um some sandwiches in the cafeteria. I mean, I don't yeah. Know. Um, <laughs> buy out the whole the whole cafeteria <laughs> so um aside from rari are there any other projects that you you like or like working with within crypto um definitely like optimism uh i i haven't really been too uh too like in in depth when it comes to the l2 stuff um but i think what they're doing is really like they've built the EVM on the EVM, uh, which I think is super interesting. Um, and, you know, we're trying to be like the, the forefront of, of layer twos, especially on optimism. Um, because, you know, and Arbitrum just launched, I haven't done too much research into them, but both projects provide a lot of, you know, um, they make it easy for developers to start building on them. Uh, whereas with like other rollups, you have to learn another language, which isn't used as much in order to start developing on them. Um, so I think it's definitely really interesting. And at Rari, we're building a bunch of different products that are going to be on L2s that make it easier for developers and protocols um, to work on them. And similarly to Fuse, how we have a bunch of different products built on Fuse, we're building at uh, transmissions is building this project on um, on optimism called Nova, which will allow you to execute tasks on layer one from layer two. And we can build a bunch of super cool stuff. Um, one of the projects that he was going to build before Nova was called airlock. And essentially what it would allow you to do is so uh, optimistic rollups have like a seven day withdrawal period so if you want to take your money from layer two to layer one you have to wait a few days um what we were going to do is build like an am on both um on both layers which will allow you to to kind of get around that i believe like hop protocol is building something similar um but you know with nova we're going to be able to do something just like that which will allow you to withdraw a lot easier um so yeah our, our goal is to kind of just you know, push, push the L2 space forward. Um, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm excited because, you know, we see a bunch of different protocols that are solely based on layer two. Um, and, you know, since there are a lot lower gas prices and whatnot um, on layer twos, you're able to achieve a lot more. Absolutely. Yeah. Are you into NFTs at all? I am. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I didn't get, you know, my parents didn't buy me ETH um, until uh, NFT. I mean, not really. Uh, a bit before NFTs became super popular, um, and you know, I hadn't I hadn't gained enough to start buying them. But I was like looking at Rarible a few you know months before you know all, all the celebrity NFTs and stuff. Um, but now I, I was talking to some teacher at my school about NFTs, and there's like a bunch of kids who know what they are. Um, which I think is pretty interesting. Like it, it's it's super public and people know, you know, what NFTs are. And yeah, I think it's just pretty cool. But uh, Transmissions, Ben and I have been working on the, uh, you know, have, have been looking at them since before they were cool. Yeah, um, they definitely popped into the public eye in a big way over the sure. maybe like three months ago at this point yeah. um 
You mentioned that your parents didn't buy you any ETH up until a certain point. I mean, I assume you're earning something from working at Rari, right? Yeah. Um, at the time, I was still doing my my uh, like a, a a small period where they just see if I were like capable of working at Rari. Um, so yeah, but I'm 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 definitely like being paid and whatnot, and then I'm also learning a lot, so I'm getting paid in like knowledge. Uh, if that makes any sense. Um, yeah, I, I mean, the people there and, you know, all the people that I've been interacting with on on CT and like Petronode and all of these people are so smart. It's crazy. I've been learning like a lot from them, whether it's about crypto or business or like just life in general. It's it's pretty cool. Who's your favorite person to interact with on CT? On CT, huh? Uh, there are a lot of cool people. I mean, I don't use it too much. Um, I don't want to tweet like a, a lot. Um, so I, I mostly read, uh, rather than, than post. Um, hmm. honestly, outside the Rari team, I'm not too sure. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure. There are a bunch of super cool people. Um, and I wouldn't know which one to, to put first. Um, when it comes to inside the Rory team, I don't, I don't think I could decide either. Just a bunch of super smart people. Oh, okay, okay. That yeah, wasn't I a very juicy answer. Okay, okay. We need some yeah. drama. We need you to, you know, this is like uh, the housewives over here. We got to start oh. some shit. No? I'm just kidding. Nah, I'm, <laughs> um, I'm curious how... With aside from the knowledge that you're gaining, you're making some financial gains. I'm curious what you're doing with the money. Um, you know, broadly speaking, doesn't have to be super specific. Um, I mean, I'm I'm holding it, uh, and then I'm also buying NFTs and stuff. I try not to. I'm just trying to save it and like make more. Um, but um, my parents like they for birthday money and stuff what they do is I'd get like a gift card and my mom would be like, Hey, I'll, I'll get the gift card and, you know, save it for later. And then, uh, or, you know, a Lego set or whatnot. And then for someone else's birthday, she'd just give it to them. So we didn't have to buy a present. Uh, so I've never really had much money to spend on things. Uh, but yeah, NFTs, I want to maybe build like a gaming computer, but I haven't been playing games much after joining Rari maybe a cool desk setup. I'm not, not sure. Um, oh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I'm curious what you want to buy. I mean, just. Yeah. Uh, also, a car would be pretty cool. I'm not at that. A car, point. but you can't drive. No. <laughs> I can't drive. Yet. I, my goal is to when you're 15 and a half in California, you can get your learner's permit. Um, an adult has to be in the car with you, I think. And then six months after that, you can get your driver's license. So my goal is, you know, like ideally I get my driver's license the day I turn 16. Cause I wanted, I, I love cars. Um, yeah, <laughs> I've wanted to drive since I was just a child. What, what car, what's your favorite car? Um, I really like Ferraris, but those are out oh, of the picture for Ferrari. sure. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. I, that's, I didn't realize you're in California. I grew up in uh, Sunnyvale. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. I, I also liked Ferraris, you know. Yeah, Ferraris are nice. I had this, for for whatever reason, I had this friend when I was growing up, and one of the, his neighbors had this, like, really old, beat-up, like, Honda or something, and on there was a huge sticker on the back. It said, Ferrari of Silicon Valley, and we would always <laughs> laugh about that. Oh, Ferrari of Silicon Valley. <laughs> nah, that was, uh, that was funny. Um, yeah. Cool, cool. And so, aside, you probably see, you spend you spend a lot of time in crypto. But outside of uh, outside of uh, crypto, is there um, any anything else you you know like what any YouTube videos you like any any books you like to read any podcasts? By the way, sorry. Uh, uh, one thing about like spending stuff with my money. Sorry for interrupting. Go ahead. Go ahead. I like 
so like I said, I've kind of onboarded my friends into crypto as well. So when we hang out sometimes, um, I will pay them in crypto because um, I don't have like a credit card or anything. One of them does um, where he you know stores his allowance. And obviously I can't buy like food with, with ETH or USDC or anything. Um, so he'll buy me the food and then, you know, I'll, I'll pay him later in, in USDC or ETH or something. Uh, and I thought what was really cool is one friend bought one of, one of my other friends an NFT for his birthday, which I thought was pretty cool. So, you know, maybe I, maybe I can do that, um, for, for someone's birthday, but yeah, we've been using it in real life, like paying for food or like to do stuff. Um, yeah, yeah it's that- pretty isn't that a bit of a hassle though? I mean, like, let's say you get something like food for like 15 bucks, like you're going to pay like four or $5 in transaction fees. It's like, it doesn't True. Really make Yes. But, um, yeah, but I don't want to not pay them either. Obviously. Uh, I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I understand that. I mean, have you thought of that? I mean, like, because what's the solution? Like just L2 or is that already like, too much out of their reach for understanding um we kind of both bundle up transactions so like for okay. two weeks we'll kind of keep track of how much i have to pay him so instead of spending like five dollars to send him a few dollars um i'll pay like five dollars to send like sixty dollars or something like that um which still is a lot but um it's definitely a lot better I gotcha. So you're, he's basically your credit. You're, you opened a credit account with him. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like it. Very cool. Um, yeah. So uh, back to that question. Yeah. Outside of crypto, are there any, is there anything you're enjoying these days? Um, so summer's coming up, which means I'll have a lot more time on my hands. Um, so maybe going back to playing video games. Um, yeah. Uh, doing that. Let's see. Um, I want to learn how to kite surf since I'm by the, by the, the ocean. It's like surfing, but you have a, I, if you know who Rick Burton is, um, he does that. He sometimes posts about it. That's how I figured out what it was. Like you have a giant kite and you hold the kite and like, it kind of pulled, like the wind pulls you, uh, along the water. I thought that was, I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, that looks awesome. You like going to the beach? I I do. Yeah. I mean, I don't go too often, but I want to take advantage of, of my location. Well, when you get that car, you'll be driving down to the beach every other day. Yes, for sure. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. <laughs> well, you mentioned you wanted a Ferrari, but is there anything that you actually think you're going to purchase? Um, I I've been looking, uh, I've been looking at different cars because, you know, my parents can easily, you know, buy me a car like most other kids, uh, or yeah. Um, but I want to buy my own car and like, I've always wanted to buy my own car. Um, but I don't have, I don't have too much money to buy something like super nice. Uh, you can get like Mustangs for a few thousand dollars, uh, which would be pretty cool. And then maybe I can like customize it and whatnot. Um, yeah, there's, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, we'll see, we'll see where I am by the time I'm able, you know, I'm able to drive because things could change a lot by then. No Tesla. Um, Teslas are cool. Yes. They're also pretty expensive. Um, yeah. Uh, my mom has a Tesla, but what I'd say is like, if I, if we were to have my own, that, that's kind of like a rich kid car. And I don't know if I'd be able to afford it by then. Um, yeah, I just want to have something that'll get me from point A to point B or a Ferrari. <laughs> I'll be able to do that in style. Either something to get me from point A to point B or a Ferrari. I like yeah, it. From point A to point B, but in style, which is pretty dope. Uh, well, I like that a lot. I mean, personally, wh- why you got to hassle with driving? I don't want to do that. I just want I mean, someone to drive me around. I want to take an Uber everywhere. I don't know. I mean, uh, I, I don't know. I've always wanted to drive, I guess. Like, I'm I'm super interested in Form- Formula One. 
I mean, a Formula One car would be pretty cool. Uh, oh, you watch? Are you watching? Are you watching Formula One? Yes. Yeah. What do you en- What do you enjoy about it? I mean, I've never really watched that. Uh, well, I really like cars. I don't know what about it I like. I'm, I'm just super interested in cars. Um, it's pretty cool because I don't know. Like it, it's it's both about ability, like the ability of the drivers, but also the technology and, you know, what the teams come up with, because unlike, you know, most sports, it's just the skill of the team. Um, whereas with formula one, you, you're, the teams have to build their own cars. So, you know, they're taking in different design choices and, you know, building their own engines or using another engine. Um, so there's a lot of technology that goes into it. And that stuff is just super fascinating, fascinating. Um, it's definitely very confusing. It's it's beyond my level, but I think, you know, how they focus on aerodynamics and engine and an F1 car is so complicated. Uh, um, and, you know, different teams have different cars. Uh, the one thing that makes it not interesting is some cars, uh, you know, some teams which have more money are able to build better cars and, you know, they kind of dominate like Mercedes, for example, have been, you know, absolutely like crushing it uh, in the last few years. Like they always get first or second place, um, you know, and, and it's because their car is a lot better. I mean, their drivers are good, but their cars are a lot better than the other teams. Um, and then, the, you know, there are other teams whose cars aren't as good. And even though the drivers are skilled, they're always coming in last place. Um, yeah, it's kind of like rigged, but it's also pretty interesting. That sounds super rigged. (laughs) It is definitely super rigged. Uh, I would say that, you know, um, I, I really like Ferrari, uh, big surprise. Um, and, um, you know, last year that they, they're, I think, I believe they're like the, the top team in like formula one history. Um, last year in, in 2020, they, they did like terrible. Um, they would come in like 13th and 14th place, like some of the, the worst, uh, you know, like the, the worst performances we've seen in a long time. And now this year they're, they're actually back on top and they're actually being, you know, pretty competitive because even though Mercedes is coming in first and second, the real competition is happening in like, you know, second place, third place, fourth, et cetera. Um, so, you know, Ferrari's competing with a bunch of other teams. So it's interesting to see that. It, but it's like money straight up that you can just spend more money on the car or they're just superior designers. Um, I mean, it's kind of both. Uh, like there's some teams which don't have enough money to make superior cars, but, but formula, like the, the actual company, like that, the FIA is working on, on trying to make it a lot more open you know, easier for, for teams to work, uh, and, you know, stay on the same level, I guess, um, by limiting how much you can spend on your car, like, you know, during a certain year and, and stuff like that, that way it'll make it a lot more competitive. Well, okay. Yeah. But still ring. They go, they go around in circles, right? This, 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 no, they they have different tracks. Yeah, oh, NASCAR tracks, okay. is the one that goes in like an oval, and I think that's not very interesting. Oh, okay, okay, because yeah. I'm very confused about that one. I mean, yeah, that, <laughs> that's really they, ridiculous. They go fast and stuff, so you know they're just going around a circle. But at least, like, I mean, yeah, I, there's still some skill involved, but I don't know. It's not as fun to watch if I'm gonna be honest. That's fine. That's fine. I mean, those things blow up all the time. I feel like every time I see one, it's always something like flipping on its head or. Yeah, there are there are a lot of crashes, right? Because since there are not many turns, you're just going straight. And those cars stay super close to each other because they're all going similar speeds. Right. So, you know, they're sometimes within inches of each other. And if you make a slight if you move, you know, the steering wheel like one degree, you're just smashing into another car. And it starts, you know, creates like a, a chain of different crashes. And yeah. I see. But in F1, that's not like that. Not really. In F1, it's more of like a line rather than a clump of cars together. 
Um, but there are definitely some, still some, some crashes, um, never as bad as like a, a, a 20 car pile up in NASCAR though. Well, that's, uh, do you want to go to like live or, or no, just TV? Um, I'm thinking about, cause, cause, um, not NASCAR formula one happens all over the world. Uh, but they do have a race um in uh america in austin this year so i'm considering maybe going to that with my dad oh that would be nice that'd be cool yeah it would be pretty fun that's a good way to spend your crypto gains you'll just send him some eth for the ticket right true yeah (laughs) or i'll just make my dad pay for it and i keep all my money we'll see i like that even better i like that all right jet thank you very much for taking the time today it's been a pleasure speaking to you how would you like the audience to take action after listening to the conversation um hmm. uh if you're a young viewer maybe start learning how to code or at least start making an impact um and I don't know, try and try and maybe encourage like your friends or just anyone in general to, to learn how to start coding and getting into crypto. Maybe. Why only if you're a young viewer, AKA (laughs) younger, old or, or, or not, I'm not going to say medium, like in between anyone, anyone just (laughs) young or old. Okay. Okay. I like it. I like it. Learn to code. Should I learn to code? You should learn how to code. I'll send you all the the resources. I got you. All right. All right. What's the best way for people to get in contact with you? Uh, Definitely over Twitter. Uh, Don't forget to follow me. That'd be appreciated. Uh, At Hexamesh. Yes, at Hexamesh. All right, Jet. Thank you very much for taking the time today. Okay. uh, We could speak again soon. Appreciate it. Thank you so much.